Hey everyone, welcome to my show. I'm Tiffany Blackman, my so-called fabulous, and it's so great coming to you today. And I have with me today a person really near and dear to my heart. She's related to me. She's my niece. But I think more importantly today to bring to you a frontline worker, a healthcare worker that has been through this What we were going to stop talking about a year ago, almost a year ago, we were going to stop talking about it because it wasn't a thing, but it is a thing. And Jenny Blackman, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. I kind of have been stalking you for a while. <laughs> well, I'm like, okay, when is the right time to ask her to be on the show? I'm sure people, I walk in, they go, great, here she comes. But you have so much to say. And let me introduce you how we are related. Our, my husband and your father-in-law are brothers, Kirk and Greg. And um, you're, you're married to Cameron with two beautiful baby boys <laughs> and they're not babies anymore. So tell us about they're beautiful boys. Yeah. So we have two boys, a five-year-old, oh, six years old. Mm. Ooh, sorry. Mommy. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Six-year-old Sawyer and nine-year-old Parker. Nine. Yeah. Where'd that come from? I what don't is, know. I know. We I just got know. married. So in this, you are a nurse. You're an RN. And um, you have been on the front line. And not only in the healthcare, you're also... With your children, because the children were out of school for a while, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. So you were a teacher for a minute at home. Not a very good one. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Can you imagine the education system? Kennedy's like, mom, the, I mean, the people that are graduating now, are you kidding me? So, I mean, it's, it's a different world. So tell me about that. So right now, as we're recording, we're last week of February, I believe. We were in Cabo last year with the girls, Kennedy's sorority sisters, uh-huh. and about March 8th. When all this was just starting to talk, you know, about the schools being out. And I looked at the girls and I've said this so many times. I looked at them and I said, I promise you girls something that will never happen. TC will never close. I'm just, I'm just saying that's not going to happen. I know Harvard did or whatever. And uh, boy, was I wrong. I was wrong. So take us back a year ago now to the emotions, the feeling, because you were, you were a psych nurse at that time or no? No, I was in the emergency room. You are ER nurse. Mm -hmm. And oh my goodness, I can't even imagine. So take us back to what, what was healthcare thinking? Like what was their mindset at the time? So we all have kind of had some training in pandemics and we had Ebola back gosh, 2013, Mm -hmm. 14, something like that. And luckily that never really got very big here, but um, we all kind of had training and what to do and we do little drills and stuff. But when I first heard about COVID, um, you know, it was what, like January, February. Mm -hmm. And I thought this isn't going to be that big of a deal. It's not going to, it's, you know, not going to come here. Nothing like that will ever happen. Our hospitals kind of started getting prepared. Um, And then New York started getting hit hard and we saw like, oh man, maybe this is going to happen. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I still was kind of like, nope, not going to, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. We took our kids to San Antonio for spring break. Um, And then that was a spring break that never ended. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, Because when we got back, it was like, kids aren't going to school. Everything shut down. And I was like, oh man, Mm -hmm. I was not right about this. Right. Uh, but honestly, things didn't get really bad here in Texas, I don't feel, until, you know, maybe the fall. Right. So we had an entire summer of just 
right being locked up but not you know yes. even our jobs we weren't busy they were laying off nurses furloughing people. really mm-hmm. because people were scared to leave their house i think they were scared to go to the hospital for anything mm-hmm. um but yeah it got really busy in the fall in the fall mm-hmm. because that was okay everyone Forgive me because I'm a chef, okay? But that was the the first wave. Okay, the, the second wave is that in the fall kind of, you know what I'm saying? Is that the words we were using? I at the guess. Time? I, yeah. mean, I mean, I think that there was like a kind of a bump in it around July or something. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of leveled off and then it just went way, way, way up around like September, October, November, mm-hmm. December. <laughs> so do you think that it went up because of carelessness uh, because because people were staying home um what why did it go back why did we spike there's the word i was looking for do we know i mean i mean i I don't we don't know i think it's a combination of you know people getting out more and Mm -hmm. relaxing getting covid fatigue where you're tired of you know not seeing people you love or when you go out just you know, only doing necessary things. Mm -hmm. I think that people maybe just got relaxed and the more people that get it, the more people are going to get it because Mm -hmm. they can spread it. So, you know, when you only have a few people out there that have it, they're not going to, they'll spread it to a few people, but I think it's just more and more people got it. Right. More and more people, it just multiplied. Right. Right. You know, and there's that stigma because I've, I've, I'm transparent. We had it, all three of us. And and everyone immediately asked, where did you get it? Oh, my gosh, who gave it to you? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Did you get it there? I mean, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But it's, I, it's crazy that Kennedy, Greg, and I, I mean, I was diagnosed first. Kennedy, it was um, the rapid, the rapid test mm-hmm. twice negative. No. And then I immediately, and I called, you know, the, the doctor called me before I got out of the parking lot. And she's like, Tiffy. You got it. I'm just crying. Like, oh my gosh, my husband, my, my children, the social stigma, I can't work, you know, just everything. Am I going to die? I mean, then, then there's that. So the, the fear was, was, was there. And then the stigma that we did have it and that we had it right before Thanksgiving. And so the holidays were such a joy. (laughs) So, you know, and, um, you and I were talking about this before, and I really do want your, your input on this because, I had the worst symptoms and then Kennedy next and Greg sailed through it. I'm telling you, he sailed through it. I was just going, wow. I mean, he would have, he would have still worked out if we weren't quarantined. Like that's, Mm -hmm. but you know him, but now we, he is starting to get symptoms again. He's not, he's not, he doesn't have COVID, but the symptoms are like some, what am I trying to say? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, We've seen that a lot. Really? Yes. Which is what's scary. I mean, this, this virus, it, you know, it hasn't been around that long. Mm -mm. So we're not, we haven't been able to study like what are the long-term health effects at all. So I've seen a lot of people that were, they thought pretty much asymptomatic or maybe they only lost their taste and their smell or, you know, but they felt totally fine. They said maybe it was a sinus infection kind of feelings, but they, they're like, I had it, but I could have definitely, you know, worked or sure I felt fine and then you know months later they start having weird kind of symptoms again not everyone but we're seeing it is it and that's what it's kind of scary it's kind of scary yeah. right yeah mm-hmm. hence um you know we, I wouldn't talk about the vaccine in a minute but but yeah that it's it's interesting how 
and and then there's things you just don't know. And I, funny story, funny, not funny at the time, but I got up about the third night and I was just delirious. And I think because I have panicked, I was panicked and I got up, I was feeling, I was had a temperature. I just kind of went into the kitchen and my sister and someone else, oximeter, is mm-hmm. that what you put on your Pulse oximeter? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So put it on my finger and and they're like, if it goes below 90, you're in trouble. You need to get to the hospital. So I starts at 94, goes down, it's going down, going down, hit 87. And I panicked. Yeah. And all of a sudden, beep, beep, low battery alert. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, Jenny, I'm like panicking. I'm shaking. Going, what the hell am I about to do? Oh my gosh. I'm like, someone, I mean, should I go in my pajamas? Or just... just I mean, just panic. And then I just, you just had to sit there and go, okay, calm down. And because there was so much fear and you do hear, I'm sorry, the media, you hear the worst. Absolutely. (gasps) I mean, just scares you to death. But tell us what's going on in what you were working, like you did, y'all did, y'all had to make a lot of room because you said when you started, when all this started, it was... I mean, they furloughed nurses, yeah. right? I mean, no one. We were, I mean, it was the slowest that I just used the forbidden word slow. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the slowest it has ever been. I mean, pretty much all summer long, it was just like get to work and hardly any patients coming through. And they had, luck, luckily for us, that gave us time to set up, um, kind of look at our areas and see where we needed more of you know, things in case we did have a big surge. And so we had plenty of time to prepare. You did. Yes. Unlike I think some of the um, hospitals on the coast, like in New York, where they, it just blew up really fast and they, you know, were having to send nurses from all over the United States. I have friends that went to New York to Mm -hmm. work in those hospitals. Um, So lucky, luckily for us, we had plenty of time. Um, But, you know, it's gotten to the point now where, um, we're having to utilize like this whole used to be storage space. Right. Um, and we just have filled it with recliners, turned it into negative pressure. And we're having to see half of our patients in that area because the ER is so full from patients waiting for rooms upstairs and people aren't getting discharged because they're not getting better. So, mm-hmm. you know, the ER is holding all these patients for days and then the patients that come in to the ER have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So we, put them in this makeshift pandemic kind of area that we made and we're seeing them that way. Okay. Clarify for me. And again, I'm not a medical person. What or why would you have negative pressure? Okay. I read that on your bio. Yeah. So it, um, it's, it basically sucks the air out of the room up. And so that you're not when people, it, it's not contaminating the area around it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's so just, if you a- open the door to go in and out, um, there, the air is staying in, it's not, or I guess it's going up. It's not going out and contaminating the other areas. So right. it's a way to kind of try to keep COVID and non COVID patients separated from each other right. and safe. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you are all prepared and, and during the beginning you obviously, so if it was the forbidden word slow, not anymore, (laughs) not anymore. But it's amazing to me, and you and I have discussed this, this virus, I mean, yes, I go to the grocery store. I am sorry. I have, I'm not sorry. I have supported my friends in the restaurant industry Mm -hmm. because, I mean, margins are already razor thin in the restaurant industry. So we did what the CDC told us to do, local government, and we adhered to everything. We didn't go out when we were shut down, but 
I don't know where I got it. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But um, how do you look at or you are surrounded by COVID patients, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Like seriously, like, <laughs> oh yeah, positive, but you've never had it. So mm-hmm. are you just so like geared up? I'm going to say like, look like a ghostbuster or something. I mean, are you just so masked? And Yes. What's uh, the layers? So the layers are, we have this like plastic or it depends on, you know, it depends on honestly what, what comes to us, but it's like a gown. It's either plastic or it's made of this like paper (laughs) that we put on. Um, and then gloves, obviously, um, an N an N95 mask, which is, I guess everyone now knows what that is. It's a different kind of mask. Um, and then a face shield or goggles. Right. Um, for a while there I was wearing like a hair cap. Um, and you know, some people are more careful about it than others. You know, um, I don't a hundred percent of the time wear that, the gown with every single patient now, mm-hmm. you know, I'll only do it if I know for sure or highly suspect they have COVID or if I'm going in for an intubation or some procedure that's kind of high risk. Right. But, um, I think, I don't know how I've avoided getting it. I think all, most of my friends that I work with, not all of them, but most of them have had it. Really? And, most, and a lot of the doctors, yes, not all of them, but um, <clears throat> I think it's just been by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a really good fitting mask. Yeah. I think the N95 mask protects a lot from COVID. Do you really? I don't know about the the regular masks, you mm-hmm. know, just the cloth ones that people are the wearing. The cute one that I have? The cute one, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that you are probably that's not going to offer you much protection. Right. Interestingly, we haven't had, I haven't seen anyone with the flu this year. Not one person. You mentioned that. Now, what is that? Because we are in flu season. Oh yeah. And that would have just devastated us. Really? Yes. If we would have had to deal with COVID and flu at the same time, because it's already, every hospital is very busy during this time of year, even before COVID came. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not abnormal to have to treat patients in hallways, in the recliner sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we would have had to deal with a flu season and COVID, I don't, I don't know how we would have done it. Devastating. Yeah. Is that worldwide? Or I think so. You think so? I, I really don't know, but I think so. Wow. Yeah. The, the flu. The flu has just been way down. And so I don't, I, I'm not an expert. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a scientist or anything, but the only thing that I can think of is that the masks and the hand washing and everything probably work really well against the flu mm-hmm. and like, you know, colds and stuff like that. But not nearly as well against COVID. And you said that. Um, why do you think that is? I mean, I don't know. I, don't I think know. maybe it's just a lot more um, contagious. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. I know. I remember when this first started, you know, just all of the, the, you know, what we were thinking, don't touch anything. Don't, don't, you know what I mean? Like it was just so what we've learned and what still not, we still don't know, but Anyway, so you wear the N95 at work. Yes. Do you wear that outside that? No. No, no, no. Because no. it's it's a serious. Yeah, it's it's uncomfortable. It makes your face break out and it, you just get sweaty. And, it, you know, sometimes you feel like it's hard to breathe. Right. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I when this all first started and I was having to wear it, my heart rate was getting so high that I was like, oh, my gosh, am I having a panic attack? Am I claustrophobic? What is mm-hmm. going on? Why, you know, why do I feel this way? And so my doctor put me on a like a really low dose blood pressure medicine. Really? Get, yes. And he said he's giving he's giving it to tons of you know, doctors and nurses that are having to wear those all day because 
I guess I don't know why. I can imagine. But, you know, the and I'm blessed to not I work out of my home for the most part, but I just see workers of every industry wearing these masks all day long. Mm-hmm. And thank you because here I am going to the grocery store and wearing it for an hour and just like, I can't breathe. I feel like I have COVID again. Oh my gosh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And I mean, you guys are double masked or shield up. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I'm selfish, but you're not selfish. No. And we do listen. We all, we, we take that stuff off and we'll have to walk off into the, you know, break room or whatever and take everything <gasps> off. Yeah. And it's like taking your bra off at the end of the day exactly. or a big ponytail. On <laughs> I'm sure I've just heard that, but that's, that's what I've heard. That's kind of the correlation, right? Those of you men that wear bras, definitely. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So do you, what are your thoughts on masks? Like, are we going to be doing this? forever or is oh there gosh, speculation? I hope not. I, I, hope know. not. I, know. I hate them. Um, I don't, I mean, my thoughts are, I think now we should be wearing them. Mm-hmm. It's the socially, you know, responsible thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think at least until we come out with more information on how well they really do or do not help. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do not agree with you know, you see these videos of stuff of someone wearing their mask down below their nose or not wearing one when they go in the grocery store. And then you've got someone just attacking them. Mm-hmm. I think that that's wrong to do. Right. You right. know, we should leave. I think we should personal, my personal opinion, mm-hmm. leave it up to the businesses right. or, you know, and, and if they want customers coming in without masks, that's yeah. on them. And then, but if you own a business and you want someone to wear, you know, an entire hazmat suit, that's, That's your right. Deal. Yeah, that, that is your Do right. It. Absolutely. So. Yeah. You know, and I look at it and thank goodness this is the way it is. And and again, here we go. But you walk into the restaurant and your mask, but then you can sit at the table. Yeah. Without your mask that you get, I get halfway to the restaurant. Oh, I forgot my mask. And, and it's just... I, I don't know if we know or if it's just a, it's just what we should be doing. But do you remember, now maybe I'm crazy, but um, when we flew home last March from Cabo, my sister's in healthcare and um, she was telling me, do not wear a mask. Do not, it's not necessary. That's at the very beginning, like the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So then it comes around. I don't know if I just, again, I might've had a dream, but that there was so few masks at that. Do you remember oh, when yeah. you couldn't get it? So yeah. I think maybe she was like, I think we were saying don't get them because all the healthcare mm-hmm. workers need it. So um, at first it's like, well, we don't need a mask. And then, you know, it just, then the next day is something else. And, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. They're like the only masks at work are these N95s. These other ones are pointless. And then all of a sudden the CDC is coming out and they're saying a cloth mask, cotton, you know, this and that is. And now I think I read something where they're saying that they, that you need to double mask. And it's like, do they, do they really know? They're like flying by the seat of their pants, I think. Yeah, I don't think know. So. And can you imagine working for the CDC, being a politician? Oh no, thank you. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Um, we were on a flight not too long ago and Greg had an N95 on uh-huh. and they made him take it off and wear theirs. No way. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Why? I Did don't they, know. It was his own personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was, he was a little put off because he was so proud he got them and. I, I know it, they made him take it off. And then, oh, I, you yeah. know why they might have. So some of these N95s have a little exhalation valve on them. Is that what it is? So when you breathe out, not all of them, but a lot of them do. That was breathe, it. Yeah. It's got a hole. He could have kept it on and then put a mask uh, over it. Over but then it. like that, they were really hard to breathe. No, they, they gave him the, and he, more than anything, you know, Greg is just embarrassed. He was embarrassed. Went, Great. I, I, I did what they said. Yeah. And it was the wrong one then. Okay. But that was, that was in the beginning when, when, 
do we? Do we not? Do, mm-hmm. we, do we not? And I remember uh, going out, like, I mean, going out when we were first, I mean, Kennedy's 21st birthday, we had the, the drive-by parade, you know? Yay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, everyone was just so, we didn't leave. I mean, we just, we didn't leave at all. And and I just remember, golly, that is so sobering. So I'm going to ask you a question and I might embarrass myself. Pandemic versus Ebola. So what's the, you mentioned that. And I do oh. remember that phase and it was, remember when Black when Morning went over to Dallas and there was a, they had a cleanup yeah. something. Yeah. yeah so funny. what is, what is the difference? That was not a pandemic, right? No. No. From what I understand, a pandemic is when it affects like every pretty much country, country. in the world. National. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ebola, no. 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 It, it, it was contained. I think they were worried it would because it got out of, you know, where it came to Dallas, mm-hmm. but it was easily contained. Absolutely. Thank the Lord. Because let me just tell you, I can deal with COVID. I am not. I told my boss, my manager, who I love during all this, I said, now, if this was Ebola, and all these patients had Ebola, I would be out. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, and I'm out. <laughs> I love my job. Yes. I'm not. <laughs> yes. Uh-uh. No, no. I just remember yeah. that was a big, nasty scare. Yes, very Nothing scary. like this. I just can't believe it. Can you believe it? No. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Vaccine. Everyone has their own personal opinion. Yes, and I was do. actually attacked last week because I said, um, I'm just not sure. What? What do you mean you're not sure? How would you not? First of all, I'm way down the line. I'm way down the line. If I mean, of getting the vaccine. Greg wants the vaccine. He um, he would have our dog Lala administer the vaccine if he could get it. <laughs> if we could get it, he would let. He would have her do it. He is ready to get it. Um, we are still. We still have the antibodies. We were tested. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, yeah, we have the antibodies. Awesome. And he he doesn't. He's he's just he's ready to get it. So. Everyone has an opinion. I'm coming around. Talk to me because I know I, I've, I've had this discussion with you before about the vaccine because you weren't sure in the beginning, right? Correct. Okay. In the beginning. And I am I am pro-vaccination. I get my kids their flu shots just about every year. They're vaccinated on schedule. I am someone who thinks that they are important. Um, <clears throat> but the thought of this like brand new vaccination using this kind of new, this technology that isn't used for traditional vaccines. And then the fact that we haven't had any really long-term studies on the effects really terrified me. And so I started out thinking, man, I'm just going to take my chances, keep wearing my mask and, you know, pray that I don't get COVID until it's been, you know, a year or so since the vaccine's been out and wait and see what, you know, are there any long-term health effects? Um, I changed my mind because the more COVID patients that I took care of, um, that, you know, you see the majority of them recover, but we were having a lot of people and we still are that would get COVID do fine. And then a month or two months later, come back with all of these weird health problems. Um, you know, having blood clots where they never had problems like that, having, you know, new onset of these heart problems. Um, and the more and more patients that I've seen that I'm like, so you had COVID back in November and October, and now you're here for this and this. And before you didn't have any health problems, is there, are they related? And I mean, we don't know, but you know, it's, safe to assume that some of it is related. 
And so I decided to get the vaccine because I realized that I've seen people have these kind of long-term health problems from COVID itself. So the chances of, you know, me getting the vaccine and having the long-term health problems are probably a little less than if I were to get COVID. And does that make sense? Absolutely. And have problems. Because I feel like I felt... Uh, up until I got vaccinated, that it was inevitable. Any day I was going to get it. Any right. day oh, I yeah. was coming home from work. I was like, I mean, y- you know, take my shoes off at the front door, immediately go to the laundry room, take my clothes off, immediately go upstairs. Don't let my kids hug me when they wow. see me. Nothing until I shower. And I still do that. But I, this anxiety I was living with every day of like, oh my gosh, I had, you know, 10 COVID patients that were literally coughing in my face and wow, this and that. And, and, you know, I would get home and I'd be afraid to be around my kids or mm-hmm. go see my mom and dad, mm-hmm. you know, for dinner. And I got to the point where I was like, I cannot live like this anymore. Right. I cannot live so scared. I'm just going to get the vaccine. And if I end up turning into a zombie, I'll <laughs> deal with it then. <laughs> you know? It's a different phase. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, and I do too. I've, I've gotten flu shots forever because it seems like every physician that I have and Greg has and Kennedy, hey, the first thing, have you had your flu shot? I mean, it's just like, a, it's just so yes. And then I, I'm finding out through this this entire pandemic, there is a population that doesn't get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I mean, I, I, and I don't know what to say about that. I'm not, I'm not. This is, I'm, this is not a judgment call. I was just, my eyes are wide open now. And you, did you take which which vaccine did you take? Is it Pfizer? Pfizer. Pfizer. Mm-hmm. So you took, and it's two, two, right? Two. So that's the 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 vaccine that was was really accelerated, right? The to get it out quickly, right? Is I think that the, the one? Moderna, Moderna and the Pfizer? I believe are the two available. Right. They're still working on several others. Are they? Yes. Yeah. That are a little different. They're um, more traditional vaccines. So a regular vaccine usually has a part of the actual virus in it and they kill that virus and then they give you the the shot mm-hmm. and it makes your body, your body creates like an immune response. Wow. So it'll recognize it. Uh-huh. But this is a different kind the, the Moderna and the Pfizer where it's using mRNA and I can't get into all of how that works, but we don't have, mm-hmm. the, there are cer- certain, me- I think there's some cancer treatments that use this kind of technology, but no vaccines up until now. Um, they're working on Johnson and Johnson and a few other right. companies are working on a, a vaccine that is more traditional where they're using a, you know, part of a virus instead of the mRNA. Wow. I would think people would be more comfortable getting that just because mm-hmm. that kind of technology has been around forever. Right. But we'll, we'll have to see. Exactly. Yeah. Now are these, um, are the hospitals and clinics, are they all different and have a different platform of you must get it or you can't work? Is there? So our hospital has not made us get them. Okay. I have heard of mm-hmm. people coming out saying that they're, you know, um, job is telling them if they don't get it, they're going to be fired. I don't know if that's, a, if it's in a personally owned company or if it's like a hospital thing. I don't think as far as I know, I don't know any nurses mm-hmm. that have been told that they have to get the vaccine or they will be terminated. Right. Yeah. I know a bunch of people, Nurse. nurses, yes, that chose not to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a couple doctors that haven't gotten it, but the majority, almost all the doctors I work with got it. Got it for sure. Yeah. Mm. And where are we on the list 
I mean, because now with our snow getting or armor, <gasps> yes. with our big snowstorm in Texas, did that put a, that, that uh, kind of stopped us for a minute, right? I think so, a little bit. I <sighs> think they're catching up. Okay. Yeah. Because the, the Pfizer and Pfizer for sure, and I'm guess I'm asking, the temperature control, right? That's mm-hmm. a huge, huge issue, right? Because of the temperature the, and transport and holding. Yeah, right? I think that they have to be stored at like a really, really, really cold um I want to say the Pfizer is a little, they're different, the mm-hmm. the two, but yes. And then you, I guess, thaw them out and then they have a certain amount of time that you can administer them wow. before you have to throw it out. Is that just unbelievable? Yeah. I, 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 we were, I, I was recently on a trip and uh, we were talking to a physician out of California and he was, he was, he did confirm that, that, that they have to waste, they mm-hmm. have to, they have to dispose of them after a certain, like, ah, Greg's like, give it to me. Yeah, oh my gosh. I know. You know, and just so unbelievable. And, and people not showing up for appointments. Right? Yes. Oh. Yes. I know. Then there's that. Because I think, you know, they've done a really good job. I, I know it's been criticized a lot by some people, but I feel like they've rolled this out pretty fast. Right. And I mean, you Huge. know. Huge. Yeah. Very quickly. And, you know, and I don't care what side the, the if, which party you're on or whatever, but I wouldn't want to be a politician for all the oh my tea gosh. in China. But our politicians did get the vaccine out. I mean, the vaccinate, you know, Definitely. it was gone. Get mm-hmm. it out there. Mm-hmm. It was great. I mean, it warp speed. What was that? Operation warp yeah. speed. Was yeah. that it? Yeah. I'm and so it proud was. that I remember that. But yeah, it is. Okay. So you. You started your career. Let's back up. You were okay. an OU. You are an OU Sooner. Yes. This is the football Born and game. Bred. We're, all, we're all like, yeah. She's. <laughs> you're an Okie, and um, so you grew up in Oklahoma. So you're Sooner. And after you graduated, you decided. Okay, tell us what brought you into the healthcare world, because that's a very, um, that is a very chosen field, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I would never. It's just not happening. I mean, it wouldn't, you know. And and uh, Kennedy lives with. There's five total, and four, uh, uh, three are nursing majors, and the fourth one is a uh, pre med major. Oh wow! And she's just going. I mean, seriously. I mean, it, so and you know how ridiculously hard TCU nursing is. So you were at OU, graduated. So what what took you to healthcare for the people listening that are interested in healthcare? Okay. Well, if we're going to be completely honest here. Go uh, ahead. All right. Uh, my dad is a doctor. And so growing up, I always kind of watched him was very interested in the stuff that he would do. He would take me rounding with patients when I was a little girl. So when I was like in middle school, I started volunteering at the hospital that he worked at just as a candy striper, you know? Um, and I always thought like, when I grow up, I want to be a doctor just like my dad. And, um, I went to OU as pre-med and I got there. And after I took a couple of classes, I was like, I don't want to do this. I do not want to be a doctor. I want to go, I want to have fun in college. <laughs> like what can I do that's easier? Because this isn't the route, right? This is, yeah. Maybe I'll do something, you know, I need to reevaluate my life plan. <laughs> so um, I got a psychology degree, which my parents are like, oh, Jenny, like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a psychology degree. If you're going to go, if you're, but you have to go, you have to go to graduate school for that. Right. To, in order to have a, a career, a good career. Or, you know, yeah, yeah, I got <laughs> my, it. um, and so that's, I was like, nope, I'm, I, I love psychology. I'm going to, I want to do this. I'll go to grad school, whatever. So I got a, a psychology degree at OU, got engaged right away. Mm-hmm. 
we moved back to Fort Worth and, um, while I was like planning my wedding and stuff, I got a job cause I just needed any job <clears throat> working for my dad in his office doing lab draws and like, um, taking patients to their rooms and doing vital signs and stuff like that. And I was like, man, this is really fun. I love this. Really? Yeah. Ah. So, you know, I thought I would be like studying for the GRE to get into grad school. And I realized how much I loved being in the medical field. And I talked to my dad about it and he was like, you should go to nursing school. Wow. You're gonna have to pay for it yourself. Cause I already, you know, we're done. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And they right. were done. Um, so I, that's what I did. I applied to TCU. They had an accelerated program where if you already have a degree, you can, um, go do their program. It's a 15 month wow. BSN program. Oh, mm -hmm. and, and I did you, that. I, I bet it wasn't just a, like a couple hours a day. Oh, no, no. no that was grueling. It was, right? Yes, grueling. Mm -mm. So mm -mm. hard. It was. But right? totally worth it. Oh, yeah. 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 And anatomy, I've just heard those weed out. Oh, I, I, we had, with the snow and uh, storms, we had a few nursing majors at our house because their apartment flooded mm -hmm. and everything. Just hearing them talk about the classes, the weed out anatomy, and now I go, gosh! Yeah. And then I was working on our podcast today, so it's 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 a real thing, right? It's so hard. I thought it was so hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, I'm I'm smart. I'm not the smartest person. I'm someone that I can make really good grades, but I have to work, work. for them. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. and yeah. I worked. You worked hard. Yes, very hard. And so you graduated, and then what? Okay, so I was like, well, I have a psychology degree, and I have a nursing degree, I don't have to waste my psychology degree. I could be a psych nurse. Right. So I got a job, uh, working in a hospital in the psychiatric, um, area. So there was two places, a psychiatric emergency room and then the inpatient unit. And I worked in both. Wow. And I did that for three years. How was that? So I loved it. I thought it was fun. Um, very interesting. Um, it was, it, it was draining. Was it? it? Could, yes. It, it's, it's exhausting. It's, it's emotionally and mentally draining. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it takes a very special person to, <sighs> to do that every day. And our, you know, the mental health system or places that we have are, they need so much help. Um, but I'd say after about three years, That's I, enough. yeah, I was like, I, this is wearing on my, my spirit too right. much. It was, so, it was sad. And I, and I like that word spirit because mm -hmm. it, it does. I can, I can only imagine. And I'm curious now because you're no longer in that and you did take a break or you moved away from that. I'm wondering what is going on right now in the psych unit? It is, I'm sure. I have I have friends that are social Still workers there. and friends that are there, yeah. and it is just busier than ever. Because so, of the, yes, yeah, because yes. of where we are in the isolation. Absolutely. And, yeah. Do you um, do you think what do you think that's going on? You have two small boys, but I've heard from some friends too that this this pandemic has done a number mentally on our children, mm -hmm. and. Is that, that's, that's a thing, right? Yeah. I worry about that. Um, we got our kids back in school as soon as we could. I know that a lot of people choose to keep their kids home and I think that that's great if you, but, and every kid is different. Some kids thrive in a, you know, homeschool environment. Right. My kids no. do not know. Um, but for, as far as little kids go, mm -hmm. I don't know if they realize, you know, if this is going to have an effect on them. I do know that, you know, my kids during 
when we were at home all the time, they're on their iPads like sure. eight hours a day. Right, right, right. <laughs> Someday still, you know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we all do what we they can exactly. do to get you by. Survive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, you know, the social in the way that I feel as school, especially for little kids, it's just important to have like social development as education. You know, they're learning how to read, but they're also learning how to share and follow rules with other kids and interact with, you know, find out who their friends are, what they like and don't like. And I think that that's just as important as the the school, you know, the social interaction. And so, um, you know, I kind of worry about all these, you know, this generation of kids that that Mm -hmm. are missing out on that. Um, I think people are finding ways to socialize safely and what they're comfortable with. As far as high school goes, Mm. I think that that's different. I I have seen a lot of high school kids extremely (laughs) depressed or abusing drugs or, um, you know, suicidal because of um, having to do the homeschool or even, even enjoying homeschool and their parents want them to go back to school and they don't want to go. I mean, when you're in high school, like, I mean, I'd be like one day, Oh, I can't wait to go see my friends the next day. If they gave me a choice to stay home. Sure. I'd take it home. Yeah. Right. Right. And then it's the, the, the roller coaster that a friend of mine's talking about. Okay. Uh, your, your child's in band. Oh, he was exposed. Oh, can't come to school for 14 days. Can't do, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I mean, and the testing and, you know, I know we've I gone know. through phases of the testing. Like you, at one point we were going to test for some, I can't even remember what it was. Some family member wouldn't see me or something. I don't know. We had to test. I don't know. Cause we live in a big city. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I asked my doctor and she said, no, I mean, we, we have so few tests at that point. No, we're not just stay home. I mean, yeah. just stop it. You know? So, so there's been t- times and phases, but our tests, our tests are available now, right? For the most part, or do we mm-hmm. know? I mean, uh, we, so for a while there, it was, it was remember? like, ra- yeah. yeah, rationing the tests out. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's a shortage now. I mean, so we, in order to see some um, family members at one point, we were asked to all get tested first and um, we were able to do that. And it wasn't a rapid test. It was like a send out and it took, you know, maybe five days to get the results back, but um, we had no problem getting him. Right. Um, I also traveled earlier when this started in, um, gosh, July. Mm Mm-hmm. We went to St. Croix and um, they required a test to go. They did. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we um, all got tested and then brought the paperwork with us and went. So um, the, you know, the wait for getting your results was a little longer, but now I don't think that. I don't think that there's much of a shortage now. You don't think so? No. No, no. where we are today. So what have you, tell me about travel because we um, started traveling when we could, I was nervous. I, I'm the nervous Nelly mm-hmm. in the house. Um, just the airlines. But you actually said something in your bio that, I mean, I'm going to the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can get at the grocery store and then if, and I and I and an airline that's what what did you call it? Yeah, they use like the HEPA filters. They recirculate their air really right. well. Airplanes are pretty safe. Right. I mean, you're sitting close to someone. And if you're sitting right up next to someone who's coughing all over the place, that's, that's a, bad. Yeah. But if you're in any to, case, yeah. Um, when we've traveled, we've sat just our family next to each other, not mm-hmm. sitting next to anyone that we you right. know, don't know. 
And, um, I mean, I felt like it was okay. Everyone's wearing masks and, um, you're not, I mean, they're like not serving any food no. or anything, you know, you can barely take a drink without someone giving you a nasty look. I know. So, yes, I know. um, I personally kind of feel like we need, you know, if you listen, if you, I've already said this, if you want to stay at home, you do this, how you want to sure. do it. There are people whose livelihood depend on travel, mm -hmm. the, the airlines, you know, and if, if you're someone that is feeling like you want to support them and go, I mean, right. there shouldn't be any judgment. Right. There. Right. You know, um, we were just in Mexico and it's right when, after January 26th, everything changed. So we had to have, um, we, we had a letter from our doctor. We had the antibody test. We had the positive COVID test and the day of his day. And then coming back, we had all the paperwork. However, some of our friends that were going didn't have never had it. So there was an on-site facility. They actually have a hospital there at where we stay and, um, they're testing 72 hours in advance. And I just look at the way they're doing it because it's required to get back into our country. Oh, it is now. It is required to get back into our country. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we so it was a 72 hours. So we still have the antibodies. Um, we were, we, we had letter and let me tell you the airlines that we were flying, they were looking at every single thing I bet. and they were being careful. I mean, I, and I have to respect that. I'm like, this is your job. Yeah. Then I was thinking because we, I knew we'd had it now. Like, what if test positive? Then what do you do? <laughs> well, you know, if you've had it, you can test positive for months and months and months. Yes, you can. And, and we, um, so we have, we have patients that have been coming, um, to the emergency room because they tested positive like two months ago and their job won't let them come back until they get a negative test. And we tell them like, that's not what the CDC is saying. You know, after 10 to 14 days of your, your first test, if you're feeling better and you're not having a fever or uh, if you feel like your symptoms are getting better, you're okay to go back to work. Um, but some of people's jobs aren't letting them. So we will have people coming in like every week getting tested and they're just positive, positive, positive for months, months, but it doesn't mean they're contagious, right? You know, it can live in your body. Just, I, they say that the tests are so sensitive that it'll detect just like the, you know, dead virus or whatever it is. <laughs> they're just hanging out in there. Yeah. I know. Yeah, but, I know. But, is that frightening? Yeah. But they do not think that people are contagious after a couple of weeks. So how long do you, do we know how long you have the antibodies after you? I, we, I don't think we know. Tell I, me two was, years, please. <laughs> I know. No. Yeah. So my friends and I were talking about this the other day because the same with the vaccine. We don't know how long the, the, it's going to give us immunity. And I, one of my friends was like, well, I heard it's only three months and I almost started crying. And I was like, that can't be true. What? I did not just go through all this um, mental torture to finally decide to get the vaccine only to know that what, I only have protection for a couple more, like another month? That's crazy, but I don't think that's accurate. I read that people are getting antibody tests if they have been infected with COVID. Their antibodies start, not everyone's, but some start going down after three months, but they still have them. They still have antibodies and hopefully enough to protect them. I have a friend that had COVID back in the summer and she just had an antibody test and her antibodies are really high still. Nice. Mm -hmm. She hasn't had the vaccine or anything just, but, and she hasn't had any problems either. Thank mm -hmm. God. But, um, you know, they, they don't know how long they last. What's next. Yeah. You're right. <sighs> Who's going to know that next. Right. But yeah, please two years at least. Please. please? 
please. Maybe 10. Is that too much to ask? 15 because, years? Just break <laughs> The rest here. of my life. So, <laughs> isn't that a thing? <laughs> so you, if you have the vaccine, um, wait, did you have, did it, did it, did it, all shots hurt to me, but it, <laughs> it, it hurt. No, it didn't. So the shot itself did not hurt. I was like, wow, this wasn't a big deal. The next day I felt like someone punched me in the arm. Really? Uh, um, and then like two days after that, I was fine. I went skiing. Yeah. You, you didn't. You, you <laughs> it didn't bother fine. me at all. Jenny's now, fine. The second shot, I didn't feel like my arm hurt as bad, maybe because I knew what to expect. I did feel pretty tired and like a little sick to my stomach mm-hmm. that next day Yeah, for for most of the day, but not bad, not bad, not bad, not bad. No. Because how often do we get the flu vaccine? Like once a year, once a year, yeah, right? If so, we choose to do it. So if that's, that's, that might be a thing once a year, we don't know yet. We don't know. We yet. just don't know. Let's yeah. just get everyone vaccinated that want to be vaccinated. Um, so what has been the hardest part of being a frontline worker, worker, the hardest part for you? If you could say what comes to your mind, you have several, but I mean, <laughs> um, people are, well, there's a lot of things just, just see, just the stress the work, you know, just the stress of, of, um, the job. But personally, I found that some people are afraid of us. They, they kind of, they're like, well, you have so much exposure. You are around all these COVID patients today. You know, you do not come near me. Do not let your children around my children. It's been very, very hurtful. Um, I understand the fear, but, you know, we we also deserve to be loved. Oh, I mean, heavens. you know, oh my gosh, you <laughs> we, like, like, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm willing to, I guess this job, I know it comes with sacrifices mm-hmm. and, you know, you're high risk and everything, but it's sad when I see that like maybe this family is not comfortable having their kids around my kids because you know, they're afraid of exposure from me and my kids don't understand. No, you know, too little. Mm-hmm. And not, and listen, the majority of the people I know are not like that. It's only, there's some, no, I but, think but, a but the one, but it is extremely hurtful, you it's, know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm like, well, I'm trying to do a good thing. I'm trying mm-hmm. to help. And you know, it doesn't but, always work out. I no, know. I yeah. know. So that would be, I, I, I have heard that as well. Um, from a couple of friends of mine that, that people are afraid. I mean, Jenny, I had COVID Thanksgiving and I just met someone recently and they backed up when they met me. Like, yeah, that's they knew. like I'm fine. I mean, I really, yeah. but I do know in the beginning and I have a friend that didn't share. She just suffered alone um, because she was positive. Because she was afraid of the shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. she was afraid of the shame. It's awful. That's and that awful. was back gosh, in the very beginning. And I get it. And, um, it just breaks my heart because they suffered alone and there's, that has to be not only a social stigma, but a mental stigma as well. You know what I mean? You know, and your kids, you didn't even tell her children, little kids your age, because they were afraid, you know, of course, kids go to school. Guess what? I know exactly. (laughs) Fun fact, teacher. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So yeah, definitely. Um, so you, you had something here, you were talking about, you've, you've experienced so much generosity Um, so tell me about the generosity and through the past year, the generosity of, um, just the public to healthcare. It's been a wonderful, just strangers and companies, um, bringing us 
food every almost, I mean, man, at the beginning of this, we had pizza like every day. Wow. <laughs> Yikers. <laughs> pizza. <laughs> After the first week, we're like, yeah, this is awesome. After like the month, we're like, mm, pizza. <laughs> no, but very, very um, generous, just different, different people donating food to us. Um, I had a neighbor that I've never met that brought a gift card to my house and asked me if, uh, there was anyone at my work that could use the gift card to, um, you know, like someone that maybe would go more unrecognized, you know, nurses and doctors get, get a lot of the kind of glory of the mm -hmm. frontline worker, but you've got people that are the, the housekeepers and the, yeah. the people yeah. that are working in the hospital cafeteria and stuff. And they're really also putting their lives on the line and not getting the recognition they deserve. So this neighbor was like, I want you to give this gift card to someone that deserves recognition. So I gave it to one of our, um, girls in housekeeping who is amazing. Who oh. Yes. And she was so grateful. She almost started crying. She was like, it feels so good to be appreciated. Oh, you gosh. know, I know, but, um, we've had, uh, people use their 3d printers to make little clips for our masks wow. because our ears get really sore after we wear them for so long. Ugh. And you can hook these little things behind your head so that the mask loops don't rub against your ear. We've had people just bringing stuff like that in, um, donating flowers, um, offering meals, just all kinds of stuff. The generosity has been amazing. Right. Yeah. Are healthcare workers going to have P PTSD after this? Some, Some, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I wear like the ICU nurses and doctors, the ones that are just have been dealing with this forever mm -hmm. for sure. And then have you witnessed at your, um, hospital, um, death? Oh yeah. From COVID? Yes. Oh dear. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, that mm -hmm. may, that might've changed your mind with the vaccine too, yeah. right? Yeah, it did. Mm -hmm. And I mean, is, is it fair to ask underlying conditions? Maybe not. I mean, something. Yeah, that's fair to ask. Um, I think that the people just the, the ones that are having the not as good of outcomes usually do have high blood pressure, diabetes, heart problems. I have, we have had patients that have died that are young and healthy too. Mm. No underlying problems that we know of, mm -mm. but, um, the majority of them, there's, there's yeah. something else there. There's something else going mm -hmm. on there that it's attacked. Oh yeah. gosh, it scares me so much. Has this pandemic brought out the best in people? Do you think? I think it's brought out maybe both. Maybe both. It's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, there's been amazing generosity and we saw that even with the, the snow, the big snowstorm. Oh gosh. Yes. Amazing. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's also brought out the, it's brought out the ugliness in people too. Very much so. Right. Very judge. People just, just judge. Yeah. 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 I know. And I think it's the lack of, um, uh, information, the, the abundance of inaccurate information mm -hmm. and we've all done it. I mean, I remember just sitting and watching the news and I finally had to go, that's enough. Yeah. That's enough. Man, I, I haven't been able to turn the news on in yeah. months. And then the flipping election, that didn't, <laughs> let's just throw that right in. I know. There. I know. I mean, that Black Lives Matter, everything, 2020. Ugh. I know. Ugh. And then, and then 2021 came and we had this 
massive snowstorm and I'm thinking, this isn't looking good. <laughs> this isn't looking this good. Isn't good. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about this because, and I'm so sorry I didn't check with you about this before. And, and I'm so impressed. Now, my niece here is in fabulous shape, always has, but you do... And I don't know whether they call it a race oh. <laughs> or if it's now explain yeah. to everyone what I'm talking about, because if you could see the pictures on her uh, on her social media, Jenny, tell us what you do in California over there in the oh my ocean. Gosh. OK, first of all, I am not in fabulous shape. I have not worked out in almost a year. What? I know. I know. Well, how do you look so good? Genetics. It's the this. Listen, this it's is just a, yeah. It's hiding a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. It's the pizza. Thank you very much. <laughs> exactly. Oh no, you look it's the pizza. It's the alcohol. The <laughs> and, there, uh, and there's that. Yeah, the alcoholics that we're going to report. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but so a couple of years ago, uh, way before COVID, my dad wanted to do a. Uh, a swim, a race where he had a friend that was talking to him about it. And he was like, it's where you, you know, you go to Alcatraz and you swim to shore. And I was like, have fun with that. Yes. You know? And he's like, no, you have to do it with me. And so does your brother. You have to please. It's on my bucket list. And he kind of like guilted me into it. It'll be fun. And I'm like, that is the last thing I want to do. I don't like being cold. I can, I can swim just like dog paddle, but I don't know how to swim good. And, And so he's like, no, I have a trainer and, um, he's going to teach us how to swim. If we're, we're going to do it in a wetsuit, it's going to be fun. So he, he, he literally just like kind of guilted me mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up having to have neck surgery and he didn't even do the race. You're kidding thanks. me. Yeah, thanks dad. Thanks dad. But <laughs> my brother and I did it. Uh-uh. Um, so we got a trainer we started learning, you know, swimming laps and, um, and we trained for what, like maybe seven or eight months. And then, so I've done it two. I did it for two years, but you go out to Alcatraz. Alcatraz, some, that's scary enough. Some people do it without a wetsuit and the water's like uh-uh. 55, 58 degrees. I have no idea how they mm-hmm. do that. But yeah, you get in a wetsuit and you, it's just a big race. They blow a horn. You jump off a ferry, Mm-mm. they blow a horn and everyone swims back to shore. And you have all these like kayaks, paddle boats and stuff of uh, people spotting you to make sure that no one's getting eaten by a shark getting eaten by a shark yes that's a true story right it's the i mean there are sharks there yes but i don't think because listen i i did did my research research. (laughs) and i researched at the area that we're swimming in the water i guess it's a mixture of salt water and maybe like glacier water pacific or something and that the sharks that are there usually don't don't come up to that area or don't come up to the, to the surface. I don't know. I don't think anyone's ever gotten attacked by a shark during this race. (laughs) Jeez. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. And so I did it the first year I did it with my brother and then, and our trainer, the second year, some of my friends joined me. And, um, and so we're kind of talking about maybe we want to do it one last time once this pandemic is over. Cause they're not having the race now. Of course not. No. Yeah. No. It's ruined all the fun. So, it's swimming from Alcatraz. Yeah, it's about a mile and a half. Um, you go from Alcatraz to the, I forgot what it's called. Yeah. Somewhere in the bay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my stars. But man, that was the best shape I'd ever been in. I was well, yeah. swimming, you know, a mile to a mile and a half, three days a week, and then doing like Pilates in between. And just eating like a, like yes. A, yes, like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember you and I talking about yeah. this. Now, they don't have you in, I would think they'd have you like in a net. And no, it's, it's out in the middle of it's the, in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, no, no. But one more time. I think so. You're going to have a, a victory lap. Yeah. 
after all this is over. You deserve it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my, is, does Cam do it? Your husband? No, I've tried to get him to, and he is like, just like how I was at the beginning. That sounds horrible. Yeah. It's cold. I saw you do that. That does not look fun. And I'm like, come on, it'll be fun. It'll be bonding for us. And Bond. he obviously is stronger minded than I am because I couldn't tell my dad no. Right. And he has very much so told me no way no, no. never happened not no but heck no i will sit on the shore with the beer in hand <laughs> and cheering you, you on, on. <laughs> i love it i love it and that just sounds just definitely sounds like camp mm-hmm. for sure <laughs> well we hope you can make that for sure and thank you so much for all you do and what you've given up mentally physically emotionally and working on the front line i mean I don't say it enough because I don't see you. You know, we had Christmas. We have a massive Christmas with our family every year and we didn't have it this year. And I don't, who knows next year, we just don't know, but, but I miss it so much because it's a time that we all get to see each other, but it's going to come back. I know we're going to come back. Mm -hmm. Yes. We will. We will. Definitely. Yeah. But I'm not going to do the California Alcatraz deal. (laughs) I went to Alcatraz. That scared me to death. I just want to be good for the rest of my life. Well, thank you. So how can we find you on Instagram? Look at these pictures of these fabulous boys. Can you remember? Um, Jay Ritt. It's, it's, I think, I think, listen, (laughs) I think it's R-I-T-T. Nine one four seven. I think that's true. Yeah, or it's just under Jenny, Jenny Blackman. Blackman. Yeah, yeah. It's Blackman just Jenny with Blackman. an O. <laughs> yes, with an O. Yes, Blackman. Yes, absolutely. And thank you again. Thank and, you so and much, Tiffany. We want to a recap after this, and then when you go back to Alcatraz and do that silly race. I'll come root you on. Okay. I'll sit with Cam and do that. Awesome. Everyone, thank you so much for listening today. Please go and rate and review this and let us know what you'd like to hear. We got to get up in that Apple and uh, Spotify world for sure. And follow me at Tiffany C. Blackman on Instagram and follow me on my blog as well. All that fun stuff. And everyone, have a wonderful day. Be safe. Be non-judgy. You know, don't do that. And everyone, keep being fabulous. 